So Easter doesn't end at sundown on Easter Sunday. That's the big celebration. But in order for us to get into and understand and somehow grow into what it means to be Christ's Easter people, it takes a season to do that. And we are beginning that Easter season. 50 days in length called the great 50 days of Easter, and it ends with what Jesus alludes to in that gospel reading. He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. We get a glimpse of what is to come in that gospel lesson for today. Well, today is the second Sunday of Easter, the Sunday after the resurrection of our Lord, Easter Sunday. And today goes by another name, too, which you may have heard before. It's called Low Sunday. May heard that? Right? Uh, it's been around for quite a number of years, centuries, in fact. Uh, many believe it's named because of the low attendance, the low energy after uh, Easter Sunday. But you're here. You're here. The faithful are present and accounted for. Anybody can show up for worship on Easter Sunday, and many do. But it's the faithful of the Lord who show up on the Sunday after Easter. And here you are. And the gospel lesson for this second Sunday of Easter is the same year in and year out. John's account of Jesus entering into the midst of his frightened disciples who are huddled together behind closed and locked doors. John alone records this risen Savior Jesus entering into their midst, transforming doubt into belief, not just for Thomas, but for all of us. Not once, not twice, but three times, Jesus speaks these words of blessed assurance and great comfort to his disciples. We heard them, peace be with you, peace. And these words of Jesus become the basis for the message this day under the theme, Easter Peace. May the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching and the hearing and the living of his word for Jesus' sake. You know, I'm thinking about this uh, gospel text for today. The disciples weren't sure of what the future held for them. They didn't know if they would end up having the same thing happen to them as happened to Jesus. They had all, without exception, turned tail and run, leaving Jesus high and dry. So when he does show up after his resurrection from the dead, what do you think they were expecting him to say to them? Uh, many things, I imagine. They were expecting to be chewed out to be upbraided, to be have many things happen. What they weren't expecting, I believe, is for Jesus to say, peace be with you. And the image before us here uh, captures that moment. It's by the Italian Baroque master Caravaggio. It's painted more than 400 years ago, 1601-1602. Next time you're in Potsdam, Germany, you can stop off and see it in person at the Sanssouci Picture Gallery. It's now a museum there for anybody who wants to look at it. 
The formal title of the painting is The Incredulity of Thomas. And it captures that moment in the gospel lesson when Thomas must make a decision about what he believes or what he doesn't believe as the risen Christ is now standing right in front of him. Thomas' words are, of course, well known. And they really seem especially appropriate in this data-driven, proof-required world that we live in. Having missed out on Jesus' first resurrection appearance on that first Easter evening, when Jesus came into the midst and Thomas was not there, you heard him, what he bluntly stated, unless I see in his hands the print, the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. He sort of drew a big old line in the sand about what he needed, what he wanted. Be careful what you wish for, because you might just get it. So it happened eight days later that the risen Savior came once again into the midst of the disciples, gathered once again behind closed and locked doors. This time, Thomas was with them. And Jesus graciously accommodated Thomas's request. And now he invited him, put your finger here and see my hands and put your hand, uh, I put out your hand and place it into my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. And in the painting, you can see Jesus is holding on to Thomas's wrist and guiding his forefinger into the wound where the soldier's spear had pierced Jesus' side. And the artist Caravaggio captures that moment of surprise on Thomas's face as he realizes this is for real. It's not some vision or a dream. It's, it's not a prank or a sleight of hand. It really is Jesus in the flesh, no longer dead but alive, and standing right in front of him, front and center. Notice that in the painting, there's no halo over Jesus' head as artists of the time often depicted. And by omitting that, the artist here, Caravaggio, is lifting up Jesus' physical presence. Yes, Jesus indeed is risen from the dead. He now has a resurrected body, but that body is real. He's not some disembodied spook or ghost or spirit. Jesus has a body that can be touched and felt. And if you want to come closer after the service or Google this painting when you get home and take a look at Thomas, his eyebrows are arched way up. The lines in his forehead are very deep and furrowed. It's evident he is registering his amazement, his wonder, his surprise, maybe even his shame that he did not believe the witness of those who told him 
about Jesus. But before all of this, before Jesus invited him to touch him, Jesus spoke those wonderful, reassuring words to Thomas. Peace be with you. Thomas really is an every man for every man, every woman, every young person, everyone who has ever had doubt or uncertainty about Jesus, about resurrection, about faith. The age in which we live holds up skepticism as the ideal rather than confident faith. We live in a skeptical age. We all know that. Operating with the assumption, the, the understanding, I'll believe it when I see it. And so unless I can see it and touch it, unless I can verify it or prove it, I cannot believe it. Or rather, I won't believe it. There may be compelling evidence that uh, can move our hearts and minds from disbelief to belief, but at the end of the day, we can still choose not to believe. But Jesus does not praise Thomas for his stubborn refusal, for his doubt, for his skepticism. No, what Jesus does say to Thomas is this, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Thomas was blessed to receive that physical, in-person, concrete proof that Jesus is risen from the dead, that he's alive and at work in the world. But we haven't received that, have we? We haven't been able to put our finger into Jesus' side or into the marks of the nails in his hand. As we'll sing in a few moments, we walk by faith, not by sight. And it's precisely because of this that Jesus pronounces you and me and all who walk by faith to be blessed. Nobody, including Jesus, ever said that faith was easy. Far from it. It takes courage and it takes conviction to hold fast to Jesus in an age and at a time when that faith can be ridiculed and held up to scorn. You may know what that's like in your own life. And yet we do believe. We do hold fast in faith by the power of the Holy Spirit who is at work in our midst through God's gifts of his word and through his holy supper in which this same risen Savior, Jesus Christ, comes under these everyday forms of bread and wine to give us his very body and blood to strengthen us in our journey of faith. It's through these gifts of word and sacrament that the risen Christ 
enters into our midst just as he entered into the midst of those first disciples. And what he said to them then, he says to us now, peace be with you. And more than just saying peace, Jesus is the one who bestows peace. Peace which the world cannot give. Peace which transcends all human understanding. That is the gift of the risen Savior to you today. The one who died on the cross as payment for all of your sin, who shed his blood for you, the one who rose in triumph over death and the grave, this is the risen Savior who says to you, peace be with you. In the midst of all the burdens and the demands of this life, with everything pressing upon us that may be weighing heavily upon our hearts and minds, this is our hope. This is our joy. We have a message of peace, of hope, of joy to share with the world. It's not to be kept to ourselves. No. We are Christ's ambassadors, his Easter people, to carry this good news of resurrection and new life out into the world in our daily lives as we join Jesus on his mission in daily life. And so we say, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly, your spirit, your soul, your body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Amen. <laughs>